I think we're going to turn Florida blue in 22. I really do. Predicting and promising a ban on assault rifles. How would you do that, practically speaking, like a, an executive order? Yeah. I'll, I'll do it by executive order day one. Absolutely. I spent eight years up in Tallahassee fighting for the people of our state. And I'm running for governor because Florida, I believe in us. The Democrats for governor and Charlie Crist in the lead. His sights set on unseating DeSantis. He's anti-women, anti-black, anti-senior, anti-people, anti-democracy. Enough is enough. The campaign trail for Florida governor on this special This Week in South Florida. Good morning. Glad you could join us. I'm Michael Putnam. I'm Glenna Milberg. One half hour today and one conversation with a candidate for governor. Of the three leading Democrats looking to unseat Governor Ron DeSantis, Charlie Crist is ahead in fundraising and racking up endorsements this week, the backing of Florida public school teachers. The congressman from St. Petersburg is, of course, a former governor as well as a one-time state senator, Florida attorney general, and even education commissioner. Also a Republican until he turned independent and then became a Democrat in 2012. Chris, opponents for the Democratic nomination, especially Nikki Freed, harp on his past record as a Republican when he supported school choice vouchers and gun rights. We've got serious issues that are on our plate today. Everything from gun violence to abortion to voting rights to healthcare, to our LGBTQ plus community. These are all issues that you fought for. You were the NRA's candidate for most of your career. The issues that we are fighting for today, your past record is what got us here. Florida's recently passed laws governing education telegraphed that school-related issues will be among the biggest and most contentious this campaign season. And that is where we started when we sat down with candidate Christ this week. I'm a proponent of whatever helps our children get the best education possible to have a wonderful future because that's exactly what they deserve. And, you know, I did sponsor the charter schools bill when I was in the state senate. Uh, Jeb Bush was governor at the time. And uh, it was different than the law is now, as you know. Um, well, you know, it always required that the local school board would approve it. There was more accountability in their performance. Those things are, are non-existent anymore. And I think accountability is so important. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, our children deserve to have accountability. Certainly their parents do. Uh, we have it in our public schools. We have too much testing, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, I think that the charter schools and private schools, too, ought to have some accountability as well. Why not? Um, I know so, our kids deserve it. Yeah, well, I, I think there is some accountability, not maybe not with the state, but there is certain accountability in education in private and charter schools. And, um, you know, uh, what I'm hearing is as long as the funding is not taken away from public schools, then you would support the kind of expansion that's happening now? Well, only so long as there's accountability attached, and it, I don't think it's up to par yet. So that would have to modify. But I, but I, I don't want to take away any education opportunities. I don't want to hurt any students and what the parents think is best for their kids. Uh, I want to make sure that we absolutely fund public education the way it needs to be. As you know, Glenda, we have the largest budget in the history of our state right now 
over $110 billion, and yet we're 48th or 49th in what we pay our teachers and we're the third largest state, that's embarrassing. We can do better and I, I will. We haven't spoken since the end of session, and one of the bills that the governor signed was the Parents' Rights in Education Bill. That's what the name of the bill is, of course. It was um, sort of taken up by opponents as don't say gay, which is a paragraph in a very large bill that actually lays out parents' rights in education. You were a very big proponent of parents' rights in education. Still what, am. What do you think of that bill? Uh, it, it's not right. Okay. Now, you know, the, the part that talks about LGBTQ is what I'm focused on. And the notion that in our schools we would make it more difficult to have, you know, guidance counselors to be available to help those children, um, make them feel good about themselves. I, I respectfully, that that's not in the bill that I read. What's in the bill? It's in the bill I read. Is it? Mm -hmm. Because and it says, you know, up to, you know, first through third grade. It shouldn't be discussed, and I don't think I have a problem Taught with that. The curriculum. Yeah, but it, but then it also adds language. I'm a lawyer, <laughs> and it says you know, or up to an appropriate age, we don't want to talk about it either. That's where it loses me because um, you know we're all children of God, and you know I don't care who you want to love. It doesn't matter to me the color of your skin, uh, or where you come from, or the language you speak. All of our people, all of God's children, deserve respect and acknowledgement and not to be chastised. Let's talk about another bill that the governor, that the now governor signed, the School Safety Act, signed this past week, the same week as we watched the slaughter in Uvalde, Texas. Horrible. Uh, very close to South Florida that experienced this at Parkland and the families there four years ago. So the bill that the governor signed builds on what was signed in 2018 under Governor Rick Scott about school safety. Um, and I wanted to get your take on the various components, which I guess broken down into their essential components. It doesn't components. ban assault weapons, does it? Does it does not ban assault weapons. And it should. Uh, this, it's a joke. Well, can we, let, let me, because I want to talk I'm about sorry. that. Yeah, All right, I'm passionate. Stay I'm with sorry. me now. Okay, so in the bill, it breaks down into hardening schools, generally speaking, the buckets, hardening schools, uh, mental health and behavioral attention to students. And, um, and those are the sort of the two things that build on 2018 when that very conservative legislature passed some pretty seriously unprecedented strong gun law for Florida. Mm -hmm. So this latest, it expands the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Public Safety Commission, uh, which is one of the things they do is look at in the response of law enforcement. So I'm gonna get your take on that school safety, hardening schools, mental health and behavior, that kind of thing. It's weak. They're not hitting the, the problem. Yes, yes, the bill is weak. It should ban assault weapons. It should require background checks that actually check backgrounds. It should have red flag law in it. It, it, it kind of, the first law had a red flag law. Oh, the one under Governor Scott, you mean? Yes. Well, we're talking about the here and now. <laughs> I'm in a campaign Building. against Governor DeSantis. You are. <laughs> and this is the bill he signed we're talking about. And it misses the mark. It doesn't do what you need to do. And it's a head-in-the-sand approach because the NRA owns them, owns him, Governor DeSantis. You should ban assault weapons. I mean, think about it, Glenna. You know, an AK-47, an AR-15, why do we need those in our society at large? I mean, I'm fine with them being in the military, and I want them to have it to protect our freedom. But, you know, the notion that we have it in society, look, I have a gun. 
Uh, I own a 20-gauge Remington Model 1100 gas-operated gun that's usually used for hunting birds. And that's wholly appropriate. But if you go hunting with an AK-47 you know, or an AR-15, you're going to turn venison into hamburger. I mean, it's stupid. It's, it's not really a gun that's used for hunting. And you are grappling with just those issues and on a national level. And I believe in the Second level. Amendment, too. That's why. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, so you're a Second Amendment guy. Um, Appropriate Second Amendment guy. And, and the Second Amendment and constitutional issues and slaughter in a classroom, you know, are, are two ends of this discussion. And so um, you're grappling that as a congressman. You and your colleagues in Congress are grappling with many of those same issues on a national level. I'm sponsoring legislation to ban assault weapons for the whole country. So let's talk about banning banning assault weapons. There's and a magazine of, clips. Too. There's a couple. Of, okay. There's a couple of questions there because, you know, a, a ban is a very controversial thing. It's not one of those things that can be in a framework of compromise. It's not controversial now. It's about 70% approval of the American people, up to 80% in, in some recent In Congress surveys. and the people who are going to vote on it. That's mm -hmm. one of Correct. Yeah, yes. that, that's kind of where that's I was That's where going. the NRA plays in. Yeah, so, you got it. Um, how, as governor of Florida, how, how would you ban assault rifles? You said you would, but how would you do that, practically speaking, like a, an executive order? Yeah. And how, how would that I'll, I'll do it by executive order day one. Absolutely, and um, but I wouldn't stop there. I would try to work with the you know the House, the Republican House, probably Republican Senate. But you never know. You never know. Things are going to happen in this election year that I don't think people predict right now. But that's for another day. And there's more next. We zero in on Charlie Crist's position on abortion in advance of Florida's new law and the pending Supreme Court decision. And sky-high property insurance premiums as hurricane season gets underway. We'll be back in two minutes. The race for Florida governor this year is going to be the first where registered Republicans outnumbered registered Democrats. The GOP credits a year of aggressive outreach. We here at Local 10 uncovered countless lifelong Democrats whose party affiliations were changed without their knowledge by volunteer canvassers. And that is where we start right here with Charlie Crist. That's the actual fraud that's happening in Florida today by the Republicans switching senior citizens' registrations who have been lifelong Democrats to Republican. There's an investigation now here in Miami-Dade. There's an investigation in Duval up in Jacksonville. I mean, they did it all over the state. That's what ought to be ringing an alarm. As that governor, the Republican what, would, what would you do about that? Uh, I'd have them investigated. I would have FDLE launch a full investigation. I would write to the Department of Justice in Washington to investigate what they're doing with our democracy. I'm a Democrat running to defend democracy. I'm running against Ron DeSantis, an autocrat trying to have autocracy here in Florida, telling school boards what to do, county commissioners what to do, mayors what to do, women what they can't do anymore. I mean, it's appalling. He has made us the most unfree state in America, and he says we're the opposite. He needs to figure it out. All right. Well, since you brought it up, let's segue into the abortion bill that was passed in Florida. Florida right now, um, well, when it takes effect, the uh, limit on a woman terminating a pregnancy will be 15 weeks and uh, no exception for victims of crime. For victims of rape and incest, let's say it. Rape, That's incest, in the bill. human trafficking. Uh, I do shocking, broadcast, you know? I, I headline it, victims of crime yeah. and all of those horrible crimes involved. Indeed, sure. yeah. Sure. Can you imagine 
any human being saying to a woman, if you get raped or you are uh, subjected to um, you know, a family member uh, having sex with you and creating a pregnancy that you can't do anything about it, what kind of fool would impose that on any human being, on any woman, anywhere in Florida, or the country for that matter. That's appalling. And it's unconscionable. Of, some of the senators and um, representatives in legislature right now, in state legislature, voted for those things. Yeah, they passed it. I know. Would you have vetoed that bill? Absolutely. I already vetoed a bill as governor. As your governor, I vetoed an anti-abortion bill that was going to require an ultrasound and make the woman pay for it. And I'm like, what are as you doing? As a Republican governor, you vetoed that bill. Yeah, imagine what I'll do as a Democrat. Yeah. So I'm going to fight for a woman's right, right to choose early, often, every day. I did it as a young state senator, a Republican state senator from Tampa Bay. And I voted on a bill in the health committee that was going to require a 24-hour waiting period. And my no vote stopped the bill on a 3-3 tie. It never got to the Senate floor because of how I voted to protect women's right to choose. You have a really interesting history in voting on abortion law. And that, that was in 95. I, I have all of my notes, all of your votes. The one the dog bit. The one the dog bit. <laughs> your Labrador. I had a lab when I was a kid. I have two. <laughs> you do? So, okay, stay with me. I'm with you. 1998, you voted to prohibit late-term abortions. What's late-term to you? The third trimester. It's kind of what Roe provides, and most states adopt under Roe v. Wade. That's why I'm such a proponent of Roe versus Wade. And, you know, here we are in early June. Soon we're going to fear from the Supreme Court officially, instead of through a leak, what that ruling's going to be. And I'm afraid it's going to be exactly what the leak showed that they're going to overturn Roe versus Wade for the entire country, leave it to states. Mm -hmm. And that's why the governor's race is so important. The governor, if a pro-choice Democratic governor like Charlie Crist, will be the only backstop women in Florida have. And I will fight to make sure that they have that right to you have, be able taken, to choose. You've taken a lot of heat from opponents on the, your differing votes on abortion, and not, not altogether opposing votes, just your votes and roster of votes. And you have been in favor of choice since I could find you talking about it, so 20-something years. I am in favor of choice. You're Why right. do you think you're getting so much heat for changing your mind when really, if you look at your record, you really have not? I am who I am, and my record is consistent. Voting as a state legislator, vetoing the bill as a Republican governor that was anti-abortion, and now I have a 100% rating from Planned Parenthood as a member of Congress in his third term. And NARAL, I'm very proud of that. It is consistent. I am who I am, and I'm going to protect a woman's right to choose, because I believe in actual freedom, unlike the current governor. Is it possible to be pro-life and pro-choice at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. I, see, I think that the Republican Party has sort of bastardized the term, and it offends me. You know, because the implication is, you know, if you don't say you're pro-life by their definition, then what are you, pro-death? I mean, it's, it's really insulting and insensitive. All right, next issue, property insurance, oh, windstorm. <laughs> Another new bill that was signed um, in but what by all accounts was a calamity in the making in the windstorm and, and home insurance department. <clears throat> 
So you, as governor, called special session for exactly that in um, 2007? This is like deja vu all over again for me. Do you remember back the, then? Oh, do you think? Um, so what we were coming off of, sure. and I, we, we in the news who covered these things, yeah. the 0405 hurricane season, a parade of what was eight different storms. Well, Jeb was governor and I was attorney general. Every single weekend. One of them was Hurricane Charlie. <laughs> That's true on the west coast of Florida. Powerful storm. Yeah. It was. So that severely affected the rates to come and the ability for homeowners to pay to protect their homes. You called a special session, um, you know, instituted some reforms. Fast forward, we're back to... And it dropped rates 10%. It did, and, and it went like this, and now we're back here. Well, look well, who's the leader now. Well, there's, um, you know, in fairness, there are people in the industry talking about a very different reason, and what they're attributing all of this to is fraud. And there, the fraud. key word you said, in the industry. In the, the people industry from the insurance companies the are telling us, it's look at this over here, don't look at the fact that we've jacked up your rates. Okay, well, there, there is information and fact behind that in, and stats behind that in that the, the litigation in Florida is far and away more than any other state in the nation at the moment. Um, the roofers people have and contractors. A right to, people have a right to justice. Yes, of course. And so I that was is, attorney general. I'm so used there, to delivering justice and going to the court. Question. There's the question. This, yeah. what, what they did in this legislature was try to in, set up an infrastructure where to mitigate fraud and the litigation, fraudulent litigation. What do you think of that bill, that law? I think it's a piece of garbage. You know, it's, a, it's an insurance bill. It's not a consumer bill. You know, really, as Attorney General for you and Florida, um, I fought insurance companies, I fought utility companies, I sued them, got hundreds of millions of dollars out of them. Uh, when I became governor, I appointed actual consumer advocates to the Public Service Commission. And now we have lapdogs there that approve every single rate increase you can imagine from here to Pensacola. And FPL is one of the largest offenders. But Duke is not good. Tico is not good. You know, in the short time we have left, I, uh, I want to get your take on sort of the politics of our time. You've been so many things in Florida for such a long time. You've seen the political winds shift, ebb and flow. And we're sort of in a time where it's us versus them. Not present company, but right. us versus them. Very tribal, very yeah. angry politics. And that's what resonates to a lot of voters. A lot of voters, and you know, we talk to people on the street, they, they like passion. They want to see fighters for their whatever they believe in. And you're such a nice person in your persona. And, and I, in my heart and in my soul. And, it's I, real. and I wonder, as a politician who plays nice. Public servant. Public servant who plays nice. Guy who plays nice. Um, has that, you think that'll serve you in this race? More than anything. More than anything. I, I think there is such a yearn and a thirst for decency, for civility. I founded the Civility Caucus in Congress of all places, and it works among us. Um, they're heartbroken. I mean, some people do like it. And I run into them too, Glenna, and I feel for them. I feel for them that are so angry. I feel like saying, what are you so angry about? I mean, you know, you live in the United States of America, one nation under God, and it really is. I mean, we are God blessed to be in the United States, no question in my mind. We're the richest country in the world. 
militarily the most powerful country in the world. In fact, we're the richest country in the history of the world. And yet some people are so angry. It's weird and it's wrong. And we have to thank God for everything we have and have a little more gratitude and a little less attitude. I appreciate your time. Sincerely. I appreciate your time. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for your good work, your professionalism. <laughs> thank you. One and only Charlie Crest will be right back. today's interview or listen to the This Week in South Florida podcast, just go ahead and scan this QR code with your phone right there on your screen and it'll take you right to the This Week in South Florida section of Local10.com. And as always, we thank you so much for being here with us. And remember, we are online at Local10.com 24-7. And we are getting out a bit early today to make room for Special Olympics back with a full show next week. Remember, as always, stay informed. Get involved. Have a great Sunday.